0: human. Welcome back to the Bookshop Chronicles. My name is Brandy. I run an independent bookstore in Edmonton, Alberta, and I am so glad you are here today. This podcast is for readers. It is for people who love the business of independent bookstores, and it's for anyone who frankly just wants to eavesdrop on a fun bookish conversation. If this applies to you, welcome! Welcome! Today, we have the pleasure of talking with Jessica Price. Jessica Price is my sales rep for Ampersand. Ampersand represents some of the coolest and greatest products for my store. The books, the puzzles, you name it, the fun things. And they are also very closely aligned with Raincoast, which is one of my absolute favorite book distributors. They are so reliable and so fabulous to deal with and so Jessica and I have a lot of respect for both of these companies and you know what we just went off on many bookish tangents so here you go here's my conversation with Jessica okay so Jessica this is the first time I actually get to see your face
1: I know
0: this is this is kind of fun I I've talked to you on the phone a couple of times and we've definitely exchanged a number of emails oh yes but for everybody listening, can you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yes, of course. And it's so nice to e-meet you. Hopefully one day I can meet you in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a sales rep. Um, I work in publishing, which is awesome. Um, I work for a company. It's called Ampersand and it's a sales agency. So we do uh, the sales for a bunch of publishers in Canada, in the US, um, some UK ones as well. Um, and we get to sell books to um, bookstores like yourself, which is amazing, Um, and what else we sell to some libraries, um, some wholesalers, a lot of specialty shops like um, museums, um, some gift shops, basically anywhere you would find books is where we get to sell to, um, and those other ones we won't mention that start with an A, and you know, won't talk about those, Um, but yeah, (laughs) basically anywhere there's books, we as the sales reps um, get to sell them, so we're just a team of about I think there's 10 of us um sales reps that sell all across the country uh lots of amazing books so pretty fun job I <laughs> gonna but, be honest
0: it does sound like a fun job and for all the like book lovers and the you know I mean this sort of environment just seems like the ideal thing so what drew you to it in the first place
1: um I mean like everyone I feel like I had a very um interesting path um I actually went to school for teaching. So I had planned to be an elementary school teacher and I grew up in Ontario. Um, and at the time when I was growing up, there was a surplus of teachers. So they had way too many qualified teachers and not enough jobs. Um, so I couldn't get a teaching job. So through that, I kind of just started to look through things that were adjacent to teaching, that I could kind of leverage my skills. Um, and as fate would have had it, I got a job at Scholastic, uh, which is well-known, I'm sure you know, well-known children's publisher. Um, They're Howard offices in Toronto. So I got a job there working on their school clubs division. Um, So they sell those little flyers that you used to get as a kid that you would like circle the books. Yeah, I got to do those. So it was like literally the best job ever. Um, It was so much fun. And yeah, I ended up loving it so much that I actually never went into teaching after all. So that was how I got into publishing. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. And I have like nothing but great things to say about that company. And um, such a cool experience. So that's yeah. Great. Oh my gosh. Now. I
0: remember when our teachers would bring those, the pamphlets out and all the kids' eyes would just bug out of our heads. Right. And I actually asked for two one time because what I like to do is I like to cut out the ones I wanted.
1: Because I thought just
0: circling them wouldn't be sufficient enough. I needed to have like a really good visual. (laughs) And if I cut them out, then I'm missing the ones on the back.
1: Oh, so- <laughs> look at you. Oh again, you put a lot of thought to this. I
0: love it. <laughs> it didn't mean I got all the ones I cut yeah. out. Heck no. But I sure as heck had big eyes for what I wanted.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. And like being able to like create those flyers was literally like the coolest job ever. So yeah, I was yeah, finding the books and like sourcing them. Yeah, it was really amazing. And I mean, I'd loved books previously, but that just like catapulted me into publishing. And I was like, Oh, yeah, this is this is the industry I want to work in. So That is so
0: cool. It was. That is so, so cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And what is something um, about your job that people might be surprised to know?
1: Um, We don't read all the books. (laughs) So I think we sell, I mean, we have about, oh my God, it's probably over 60 publishers we represent. So about each season, um, usually about three seasons a year, we have like at least 2,000, if not more titles that we sell. So. Needless to say, I do not read all the books I sell. So no. <laughs> I sell yeah, we sell everything. Um and that's kind of the amazing thing about this job. Like whether you love the book or you don't, it's for you, it's not for you. Um we just get to sell it all because there's a reader out there for every book. So that's um that's our job is finding the right reader in the right place for each book. So
0: that is, the, that is the ideal, right? Because it's true. I think even if people have conflicting opinions about titles, there's always somebody who loves one and somebody's like, mm, that's not really for me. That's the beautiful thing about it. The text on the page has not changed. Yep. And yet for different people, it becomes something totally unique.
1: Yeah, totally. I love that. I know. That's why bookstores are so awesome. Because I mean, you got your sections and there's a section for everyone. So you can it's find true. what you're looking for in there, um, which is great. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool for we're being honest and we both agree on that. <laughs> fun industry.
0: And I I know about you because of our association our contract with Raincoast.
1: Yes, so Raincoast is one of Raincoast is a distributor um based in where I am, um just outside of Vancouver. Um and they do um sales and marketing and publicity for a lot of um US publishers and some UK ones. Uh, and yeah, they're the largest distributor we work with, um, at Amberson and they have so many amazing titles and such an amazing team there. They're all really great and awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah, really, really fun to work with them. And we actually, um, we in Vancouver, we share office space with Raincoast. So we have, yeah, so they have like an office out in, it's called Richmond, um, which is just outside of Vancouver and they have the big warehouse where they ship out all the books and then they have the office for everyone works and we actually get to share office space. So we get to hang out with them too, which is pretty fun.
0: Yeah. That is awesome.
1: I know. So many fun things. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Perks galore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah surrounded by books.
1: I'm surrounded by books all the time, which is, I know. So many people feel jealous of that. And I'm like, it is, it is pretty cool. It
0: like... is. I know. People have said the same thing about the store. They come in, they just wander around. They go, oh, You must love just being around books all day. Yeah, I really do. I,
1: do I really
0: <laughs> do. Like I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say that. No. Yes. Because sometimes just the feeling of being around books is enough sometimes you need to take them and read them and do that but sometimes just being in their presence is so comforting and it's uplifting and it's all those things
1: yeah oh 100
0: oh yeah and you're you're kind of you're like the dealer you're you're, you're the one who gets us what we need when we're craving another book fix
1: yes totally so that's yeah what we kind of need to know too yeah it's like knowing our accounts um and what works best for them and yeah really making those great suggestions on what we think would be great for each store um so yeah that's what we try to do the best but yeah
0: that must be a challenge because so many stores have really unique reading cultures Right. And to actually, if you're saying you've got like a couple thousand or so books per season, how do you then narrow down what is best for each reading community?
1: Yeah. It's tough. Um, I mean, we definitely have a, you know, like a core list of titles that every bookstore would sell. Um, So I think Louise Penny is like a great example for us. Like she's an amazing Canadian author. We love her. I think everyone across Canada loves her. So that'd be a title where I was like, oh, yeah. Like if you're, you know, bookstore, like this is a title you should stock. Yeah. Um, but but then there's other like, you know, each bookstore, I have some that are do really well with like literary fiction and some that do well with fantasy and some that, you know, we could just have those audiences. Um, so really curating some lists of the upcoming titles that'll work well for their demographic and their audience. But
0: that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love knowing that if I had a question about how to make our reading shelves and what's available for our people much more specific to what they want I know going to you you will give me something that is really appropriate that I don't have to hunt around through all the thousands because frankly I don't have all that kind of time no. and if I can go to an expert whose job is to just help me do that honestly it makes my job so much better
1: oh great okay that means we're that means I totally don't suck That's, I'm helping you out in that respect you totally That's what totally sh- should be doing so yeah <laughs> No. I'll
0: tell right. your boss. Yeah. Okay. No, it's she totally doesn't. Suck. Keep me around, guys. Not <laughs>
1: Apple, <I swear. laughs>
0: and so then do you actually get time to read on your own or are you always like kind of your brain is sort of compartmentalized between the sales part and all of the recommendations and then your own personal reading? Like, how do you how do you do that? How do you know. compartmentalize it?
1: I do read a lot. Um, I think anyone in the industry probably does, um, like in my spare time, like evenings and weekends. Um, and I do one of my favorite works about this is we get um, ARCs, which are like advanced reading copies, um, which, yeah, you're probably familiar with. Um, so, yeah, it's like kind of like a bound um, edited manuscript before the book is going to be published into the world um which we send often to bookstores and we as reps um so one of my favorite perks is yeah being able to read those before the book actually publishes um and it also helps us sell too so I'll usually will try to pick a few books each season that I know um I'll be selling a lot of to my account so I can get familiar with them um so I can yeah make sure I do a really good job selling them but um yeah a lot of a lot of reading by choice I'm also trying to get better at like we sell so many books and that's what I gravitate towards is all the books that we sell. Um, but of course there's so many thousands out there too. So really trying to read, yeah, just read different genres from different publishers from different authors. Um, is what I'm trying to work on now to really broaden my reading scope. So
0: it's true though. I think what you're doing is what so many other people are discovering, especially during COVID is, reading is so much bigger than they thought. And now they have time and they have opportunities to sort of expand on their, you know, reading vocabulary, if you will, and all the different genres and authors. And and I think it's so fun to not just always swim in the same little pool, but all of a sudden realize, oh, heck, there's a whole ocean of books that I could consider. And when there's so many available to you, and you have those great things to choose from. It can be overwhelming. Yes, definitely. But but every time you read one that you wouldn't have found otherwise, it's a personal feeling of like satisfaction and accomplishment. Like look what I look what
1: I found. Yeah, totally. And those are the awesome ones for word of mouth too, because those are the ones you like want to share with someone else too. They're like, oh my god, look at this cool little book that I found and I read and I loved. You probably haven't yes. heard about it, so. Me yes. <laughs> well, on it every day. You-
0: do you have any that you have found recently that maybe people wouldn't have heard about that you just loved?
1: Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, the one I just read recently, I think it's getting a bit more publicity was called the plot. Um, it was one of ours. Um, it was kind of psychological thriller. Um, and it, the premise was what really drew to me. It was an author who had written like one or two books, um, and they were okay, but he, you know, he really hadn't hit that huge bestseller status that he really wanted to. Sweet taught at a workshop, um, and one of his students came up and was like, "Oh, I have this idea for this plot of this book that's going to be a huge like bestseller." And he was kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, everyone you know says that, right? You know, everyone mm-hmm. has the next spec's you know book." <laughs> so this the student ends up telling him, and he was like, "Oh man, like you're actually right. Like that is <laughs> that is insane. Like you actually have the next big bestseller." Um, so it sticks with him. And he kind of does a workshop. He writes another book. You know, it does okay. And then he discovered that that um, that student had passed away. And he looks and researches, and like, oh, did that? Did he ever publish like the story? Did that story that he had, like the idea, ever get out? And he looked, and it hadn't. So he decides to write a book. Yeah, based on this guy's premise um, for a book. And of course, as luck would have it, becomes a huge bestseller. It's everywhere, like you know those big, big books. And then, so he's, like, loving life. You know, this is what he wanted. And then he starts receiving these notes being, like, you stole my idea. You stole my book. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't give away the ending, but, yeah. What? So, okay.
0: Highly intrigued by that. Yeah. What that a was neat idea.
1: Sucked me in. Especially being around, like, books, you know, like, to your point, too, like, being around books. That was the one where I was, like, oh, interesting. And I had to read. I was, like, what does happen? So... Yeah, that one surprised me a lot. I really really like that. I got into that one really quickly and the ending caught me by surprise. So
0: Oh, I love a good surprise ending. Me too. And I find it hard to get surprised now because I anticipate a surprise. So I feel like I'm always kind of preparing myself a little bit and then when it happens I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's there there it is."
1: I know. But when
0: it comes out of the blue, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was a great one. So I love, yeah, when there's books like that where I was just like, oh, this is one. I read it and think like two days. It sucked me. And that's why I think I just love my job. When you hit that one, you're we like, oh, this was like a page turner. Suck me in for two days. I keep telling everyone about it. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Okay. now I'm
0: writing that one down.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I probably have one I can send you <laughs> at the office. So
0: That's cool. And, you know, anybody listening is also writing that down. Right
1: now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's called The Plot. That's brilliant. Yeah yeah
0: that's so great cool.
1: summer read yeah quick summer read
0: and what else have you read recently
1: um I know what's on I have the new Malcolm Gladwell's on my um list to read he's one of my favorite um authors I just love his I mean everyone's kind of him but yeah he's one of those ones right just every book I'm like oh man you just keep me you know like just another one that knocks it out of the park so I'm interested because this new one is kind of a deviation from um, his past ones. Were all about like social social psychology, um, mm-hmm. whereas this one's yeah, a bit more like World War Two military history. So really and it's not it. a
0: very big one. It's a it's a thinner, more compact read. Mm-hmm, I understand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, I'm intrigued. I always love it when authors really, like, push, challenge themselves and kind of go outside there. Yeah, so I'm really curious to see. This is a bit of a departure from his usual. Um, uh, but his writing is so phenomenal. So I imagine it will be it will be great. So I have to pick that one up.
0: Speaking of a departure from the norm, you mentioned Louise Penny earlier. Mm. She has a book coming out with Hillary Clinton. Yes. I thought that was quite a departure. I was pretty surprised of that pairing. And I wondered how that came about. And like I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm also a little hesitant to like jump all in because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of feel like I can trust Louise Penny yep. to do a great story with what she has already given us. And I, I want to give her creative liberty. I want to say, yeah, Louise, do your thing. Like stretch that creative muscle, go for it. But I'm also a little bit cautious.
1: I know. We were kind of surprised too. Um, that was definitely a departure. I guess I think the backstory was, they were friends. Maybe they really had met her and Hillary. Really? I don't, yeah, I know. Okay. Well, that kind of like that. Right. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah no it's always interesting I think we run into that too a lot of times we have like a YA author that's very strong in like the YA space and like has huge following and then they write an adult book and everyone's just like "Whoa!" like (laughs) wait a minute yes (laughs) jumping outside of your space here and yeah Yeah. to be truthful some of them really can like knock it out of the park and some of them yeah you know it's a bit of a struggle really to break out of what your readers associate you with um Mm -hmm. So yeah, like you said, kudos to her for really pushing the boundaries of what she's writing. And yeah, yeah.
0: We'll I will. I will still read it. I will give it a shot because I trust her, and yeah. I. I think that whatever she's going to put her literary hands to, I'm. I'm going to give it more credit than somebody else necessarily who doesn't have her legacy of work. And I think that I think she could probably surprise people, and I'm ready to let her surprise me.
1: Yeah. I think she could. I've, uh, actually there's one of the people at Raincoast who does the publicity. He's met her many times and she is probably one of the nicest, loveliest people too, which always warms my heart too when I hear stories like that where I'm just like, oh my God, you write amazing books and you're like a sweet and lovely person. (laughs) Sold if I wasn't sold before. But yeah, Yeah. she, from everyone I've talked to who's met her and she is one of the sweetest, loveliest people. So.
0: I, I Of course, she is right, of course, I mean, oh, her characters and the way she writes the intimacy between people and how she sees people on paper, I mean, she must have a big, beautiful heart.
1: It's, yeah, yeah
0: she's so talented,
1: I know, I know it's such a treat when we I mean, it's like great when we sell all the authors, but like such a treat when we get those really amazing authors who, yeah, write amazing books, they're great people, they write great stories, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. World needs more more people like that. So
0: I agree, and I feel a little bit little proud. I mean, I have not met her;
1: she doesn't know me. But
0: the fact that she's Canadian, I also feel like yes, like that's that's one of ours. Yay! Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what we love too. Is yeah, when we find those really great Canadian authors who are very yeah proud to be Canadian too. It's just yep. it's such a treat. But, yeah,
0: I listened to um another well many podcasts but, um <laughs> a book podcast and one of the hosts is a huge louise penny fan and these are from oh. the states these people and i thought oh, oh wow! you know what? i love that you guys are loving her i love that you're talking about her and building her up because this little part of of quebec right people might not necessarily know about it but she has given it such um acclaim and i just i just i love that
1: i know me too i love when they uh, yeah yeah her little bookstore too i forget I think it's- rome lake books is her little bookstore in um quebec and they are just huge huge fans and advocates and supporters and i just yeah she love. has it's... a bookstore yeah she has a local bookstore i know right but that's why so the... yeah i'm up here with louise <laughs> That is. <laughs> yeah. oh no sorry she doesn't own it it's just the oh. one closest to her in her um town like the one that she visits oh, yeah no, her she's... local bookstore yeah, not one it. in our town. But yeah, that's why we love you guys, Indies, because you're huge, huge supporters of these authors and really helped get the books into people's hands, um, which is amazing. And that's why we really need we need you guys.
0: <laughs> it's true. and And yep. from your perspective, you must see a huge change in the indie bookstore landscape, right? Because, I mean, it has really gone, the pendulum has swung. There were a lot of them. Then there were very few of them. And now slowly you're hearing more and more of these ones that are popping up in different spots, which I think is really encouraging.
1: It is. It's awesome. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, the pandemic I think was challenging for everyone um, Not to say that, but we've actually, we found there was really a lot of support for locals, like the whole shop local movement um, really came out strong. And I think we've actually seen a lot of bookstores um, thrive the past couple of months too, because I think people are really trying to support their, their local stores, you know, the one they're down, you know, down the street from them, um, which is great. And we've actually seen, Um, I was actually just writing this report earlier that we've seen a lot of um bookstores popping up in smaller towns too. Like um yeah, like there's a couple in Ontario like Simcoe or Bath. Um, and I wonder if it was just like, yeah, people are just gravitating towards like they want a local bookstore Mm -hmm. in their town, which is just amazing. And I just love it so much. And yeah, we always I mean, we're very um fiercely proud of the independent bookstores and huge champions of them and they work so hard and yeah, that's definitely where our, I mean, we sell to all the counts. But yeah, we have a special place in our hearts for the Indies because, yeah, they are really, really, truly amazing keeps. And yeah.
0: Well, and I think that is very much in alignment with a lot of readers perspectives. They can get books from a lot of places, whether they go big or they go small, they get their books and that's fine. They So long as they're reading. That's the main thing, (laughs) but (laughs) I, I think that you're right. So many of them get books from everywhere, but they also have a special place in their heart for those local unique spaces that offer something that maybe nobody else does in a way that nobody else does it. And I think that's so, it's so precious to us because we get to um, see them on a whole unique way because they appreciate us. And we also will get our books from everywhere.
1: I yeah. mean, there's oh, yeah. nobody I who's know. saying
0: no; they're not going no. to the big guys. I mean, I
1: know it's yep. happening, yep, one hundred percent.
0: But uh, we definitely rely on on you guys at your end because you see things on a on a big scale. So we depend on you to keep our indie bookstores fresh and alive and something vibrant, so that the reading community where we are has something mm-hmm. fresh and new to chew on. Yeah, totally. Is fun.
1: And you guys that like we always say too like the indies are best at hand selling too like you guys know you're in the conversations with the people like every day like that's what we always joke we find a good book or like oh we need to tell the indies because they can tell like that's why we had the independent bookstore because they actually are on the floor having these conversations with people like sharing our love of books. Um, in person so yeah that's why I mean we need the chains absolutely we need the masks we need all those but yeah there's something yep. to be said for having that like in-person conversation and someone making like a personal recommendation for you about yep. a book that you yeah you can't you can't replace that with anything so
0: no no yeah. it's true and you've probably seen the movie you've got mail
1: Yes. <laughs> Great one. Yeah.
0: What person in the book industry hasn't seen that really? movie?
1: Yeah.
0: And I we often um, joke in our store about how there's that dynamic between, you know, the shop around the corner and the Fox books, the big guys. and But you no, know, you need sometimes you need those big guys to change what the book culture looks like. Like, I think 20 years ago, um, books were on a smaller scale of priority and then all of a sudden it became like a big sort of it's a date night and now it's a big event and that kind of thing and so it changed the way people saw books as part of their lives mm-hmm. and a lot of things blossomed yeah so as much as people don't want to talk about you know the big fox books kind of thing i think that they were really critical and who doesn't love joe fox like i know <laughs> oh my gosh So I'm, I'm kind of just thrilled to be in partnership with the reading community that is getting books from all sorts of fun spaces. I think that's, that's the fun part.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's amazing. We've seen a lot of, um, throughout this pandemic too, like, bookstores really I mean I think they've always relied on each other but we've had you know like stores partnering together for events or like getting you know in conversation which is great too because like you said too whether you're selling in Edmonton or whether you're selling in Vancouver or Toronto like you know you have a similar experience so like yeah you're not in competition with each other like rely on each other for You know support and best practices and yeah talk to each other because doing the same thing every day so yeah we've seen a lot of that too a lot of collaboration um a lot of support from the indies like with each other uh which is so great to see too because yeah together as a whole too you guys are all fantastic so
0: yeah we are better together yeah and everybody, uh, every indie offers something special and their community is unique. And so why not say, okay, you do this and you do that. And Hey, let's all just celebrate because it makes the whole reading community stronger.
1: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yep. You're good. You got it. We need more of you. <laughs> no, I think most people have that mindset, but I was like, yes, that is exactly what we want. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And when you're talking about hand selling, what are what are some books that you have seen that are consistently being hand sold well? Like, what are what are some popular hand titles?
1: Um, ooh, that's a good question. Not sure if I can any off the top of my head. Um, it's definitely I think we'd say like a lot of um Canadian titles that, that you know, like I think a lot of our bestseller lists, uh, especially you know in terms of the New York Times, get dominated by these big 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 authors that everyone is aware of, um, which sure. is great, but I think a lot of bookstores do really well with these, like, small, especially local authors, too. Um, that's where these indies can really shine, is their local author, and they can hand sell, like, hey, this person actually lives in Edmonton, you know, like, she lives here, she writes here, here's this book that you might not have heard of, because, you know, it's not on all over the bestseller list, but yeah, really great story, um, and that's what I find that, yeah, those, like, kind of smaller, mid-list Canadian titles that indie bookstores can really break through and hand sell, and the ones we love so <laughs> we yeah love. yeah I know everyone the everyone's so great about supporting our authors which we really love and appreciate too and that's that's where I think we really need their indies because they do such a great job of supporting their local community and
0: yes and you're right there's something about those David and Goliath stories from some a homegrown writer who you just want to support and kind of give more attention to and because they're going to get lost sometimes amongst yeah. all of the, the names that everybody hears about all the time, who those authors just put out like book after book after book. After. And we do not want to saturate the <laughs> book market with the same thing all the time. So you're right to give uh, attention to some of those local authors is such a big deal.
1: Yeah. And the underrepresented one, that's what we're trying to get really um, do a really good job right now in terms of like the five Hawk authors, you know, the ones that, previously were underrepresented a lot in the literary community, um, really giving a focus to them and giving you know them the opportunity to really get their books out there and push that. So yeah, we're yeah. doing a lot of work on our end to really support those authors to make sure those those voices get out there because they're important and we need to read those books. So,
0: It's true. Yeah. It's true. And I think I love too, how during the last, I think it's probably about the last year or so, we have definitely had more emphasis on representation in literature and in the stories we read for all ages and I really got aware of that when we had a little girl come in she was maybe six I guess and she said I'm looking for some BIPOC books and she just was like you know a big sigh and I was like oh my gosh you even know what that means yeah that is that is astonishing
1: amazing that that's just right? part
0: of her expectation." Uh, yep. I I just loved it. I thought that was so fresh, and it was optimistic about what it will look like in the future for young readers.
1: Yeah, so great. And I think the publishers. I will give it to the publishers. Like they're doing, you know, some maybe a bit better than others, but they're really doing a large, um, a lot of work on their end to really find and source those diverse forces Because we're all, I think, very conscious that publishing mm-hmm. um to date has been a pretty white <laughs> white industry um it's true it's and it, true. you know it, I think we all need to what we need to do is recognize it which we have now and now we need to take the steps towards you know making some changes and I do think we're going to start to see we are starting to see it now and we keep giving the feedback I think we're going to start to see even more from the publishers um mm-hmm. those amazing like diverse voices so that yeah anyone can walk into a bookstore and see themselves represented in a book so
0: well and it's it's odd to me that for years we just kind of turned a blind eye to that. We just said, "Oh, we're just going to keep whatever we got used to as the norm." And didn't really like we just got so cozy in our apathy that we didn't even think about it. Yeah. I mean, how oh, how arrogant. <laughs>
1: yeah, how, I know.
0: How naive were we? I think this is just such a great opportunity and of course it's definitely not going to be like a faucet that you turn on everything's just going to change tomorrow but there is this gradual awareness and appreciation that is growing and i'm i'm so excited about
1: that me too it's so amazing to see and yeah i feel like for the most part everyone has just really embraced it and got behind it and it's yeah i think it can only grow and get bigger um which is great so yeah we have a I know we were complacent and we're getting there. We're getting better. And it's amazing. It's it's going to be so good to see. And I'm so glad it's happening. And I'm so glad everyone is yeah being really vocal about it, um, too, so we can make some changes.
0: That is true. Yep. That is true. People are really speaking up and they're making their expectations known. And I know at my end, I'm getting requests all the time or I'm getting affirmations. Oh, I like what I'm seeing on your shelves. Or do you have more of this? Like it's 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 both ways i'm always asking them what do you think i should be putting on the shelves what books are missing what titles do you think would be best for this category and then i'm just writing them down and looking them up because there's so much i don't know and i don't want to get cocky and say oh yeah no no no." thank you very much i think i know what i'm doing i (laughs) I do not I i am learning all the time
1: yeah Oh, yeah, we all are. No, totally. And that's what I think we say, too. Like, we'll make some mistakes along the way. But, yeah, I think we're all learning. And that's the important part is that, yeah, we're being receptive and we're willing to learn and make changes. So,
0: Well, I'm Always. very grateful for, for you and your team because I do know that if there are books of diverse cultures and interests and history that I can go to and you have a number of things to offer. And that is very huge comfort for me, because there's so much I don't know. So if I was to put that out there, I know that I'm going to get something I can rely on from you.
1: Yeah, that's, that's our hope. Yeah, <laughs> We try to do our best. Yeah, and no, I know. And I think it's for us too. Like, I think, yeah, like, to our point, really, like, there's just thousands of books out there, but it really taking the time to, you know, look through them all and make some great recommendations. Um, That's, that's what our job is. So
0: now you're hard. doing a good job
1: if we're doing it correctly <laughs> fingers crossed
0: so jessica let's talk about your own personal reading life then oh okay so let's can you can you talk about a couple of books that you have read that you could just suggest or encourage our readers to have a look at that stood out to you and they could be backless they could be like whatever is interesting to you
1: sure I just realized I made some notes, and I was like, "Oh, actually, my um, my list is not very diverse, so I have to work some work to do as a reader, because I'm acknowledging now that a lot of my there, most of them are older titles. Um, but yeah, not diverse authorship, so I'm gonna take that away from myself. Um, but my favorite book, which I think I share with everyone often, is The Little Prince. Um, that book, it just, oh, I read it for the first time in um grade eleven in my French class a phenomenal teacher and I just fell in love with that book and I read it countless times since and always take away something something different from that book and yeah the whole idea of you know it's rooted in innocence and imagination and childhood and yeah that's one that I man always <laughs> always love and I'm just yeah I'm really fascinated. By the author too and his story too and how it coincides because he went missing about a year before the book published um yeah this is a really fascinating story behind the book too and um you know still some speculation I think they think he knows what they think he died in a plane crash um which is actually the main character in the little prince dies in a plane crash too so I think there's a lot of intertwinedness that wasn't meant to be and it just ended up happening like that which is yeah kind of interesting but yeah that's uh I got lots of favorite books, but that one's pretty high on the list for me, so.
0: That's um, awesome. Yeah. I have a confession. I've never read that one.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to send you a copy.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's a huge oversight of my part.
1: Yeah. Oh I'll send gosh. you a copy. It's, oh, um, got it short. I think it's, like, 120 pages, maybe. Um, hmm. And it is, I think it's, I mean, the BISAC, I think, is, like, kids. It's technically kids or YA, maybe. But I just think it's one of those books that, you know, regardless of what age you are, you'll take away something from it. Um, and, yeah, no. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that someone hasn't read it. Yay. Yes, okay, I'm, I'm going to send you a Yes, list.
0: You know how there are some books that people say, oh, I wish I could read that again for the very first time. Yes. I will literally be reading this for the first time.
1: Yay. Oh, my God. I I'm will. so excited now.
0: <laughs> I will let you know then what I think yes, of it. because Please do. I I'm, I'm love that you love this book. I've definitely sold it, but I've just never read it.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I know. And there's so many of those books, too, that you're like, oh, it's everywhere. And that's what this one is, I feel like sometimes silly. Being like, this is my favorite book. Someone's like, oh, yeah, like we've you know, it's out there everywhere and translated a million languages and everyone's read it. And I was like, I know, but it's still my favorite. It's okay, OK to like it.
0: something popular. It's okay. <laughs> I
1: feel like a very uninteresting person sometimes. Like... Not at all.
0: Not at all. <laughs> and do you um, have another book?
1: Um another one that I read um which is funny a couple of girls at work will laugh at this um but it was bad blood um and it was a story of this startup in Silicon Valley called Theranos and it was like blood testing um And it was a wild, crazy story. And I remember, I think I read that book in one sitting because I could not put it down. And I kept being like, there's no way this is a true story. Like, this cannot have happened. And it did. (laughs) And it was. And I mean, it was all over the news and everything. But that was one of those books where I just got sucked in right away. And I ended up going down the rabbit hole afterwards, like researching, being like, who was this person? Like, how did she start this? Like, how did all these people get involved? And like, how did they have no idea? And yeah, yeah. That's another one. And I, yeah, I was like a little borderline obsessed for a little while after being that. I think a lot of people work. So I was like, listen to this podcast, read this article. And like, <laughs> went down the rabbit hole of that one. But yeah, really, really great book. Um, yeah, I'll highly recommend that one if you're into uh, businessy, businessy title. So
0: I think it's so fun when a book is not limited to the reading experience but when it's over you are not finished you have to research as you said rabbit hole you have to think about it talk about it there, there's something more that happens when the book is finished I love that, that is always great there are some books and I often think that these books are maybe not a win for me if when I finish it I'm done I'm like okay moving on and I've already forgotten about it like it's it was fine when I read it but now it is just not part of my next step
1: yeah, totally. I just love yeah. those books that, like, I walk away and, like, I need to tell someone about this, <laughs> like, and that's where I'm, like, oh, I know I've read a good book, When that's my first instinct after I finish. It was, like, someone, I need to tell about this. You need to hear about this. Yeah. Yes. It just, it when
0: I was with a new mom, I read The Life of Pi.
1: Oh, yes. And, like, okay. and,
0: and when it was over, I looked up, and, of course, nobody in my house, I have, like, <laughs> a baby and a husband who's working all day, and nobody's reading this book, and I'm, like, how do who do I talk to? I know. <laughs> so I started a book club, and the very first book I picked was Life of Pie oh, because I think somebody you talk to talk to, you?
1: to. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. It's true, though. Yeah. Those are the books so I know. They like stick with you, and you're like, man, we need to talk about this. Someone read this.
0: Yes. And, and I think books. that's one of the great things. Books are initiate, for, they initiate conversation. They're not just that, that one moment you have when you're reading it. There's something that makes you a better dinner guest and you have something to talk to your neighbor about or whatever. Have you read this? Because there's so many conversations in every book.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And you can always, I feel like there's, you'll find that person out there who also feel, you know, like who also loved it too. And that's why I think like make like you said, making that connection is so cool because you have this shared experience, like reading it. Yeah they're pretty awesome I'm not gonna lie
0: oh no I I agree with you there I know (laughs) so Jessica are you ready to do a rapid fire 30
1: oh am I okay let's see I think I am I think I'm gonna be terrible I'll try and keep it to quick I feel like I need to explain all my answers and that's not the point of a rapid fire so (laughs) that's okay if you feel like you need to like
0: add a little bit to it I'm not gonna censor you okay (laughs) do whatever you gotta do it's all good it's not school okay all right. Ooh, okay. Who is an author you'd mo- most like to have a drink
1: with? Um. So talking to our previous, it was probably Antoine Saint-Exupéry, who was the author of Little Prince. I mean, he's deceased, so I'm not sure how that would work. Um. But yeah, I would love, love to chat with him. So, you know. Which yeah, fictional probably. world or time
0: period would you like to spend a weekend in?
1: Oh, the Roaring Twenties. <sighs> right? Oh, I feel like that would fun. be a fun era. Yeah. Okay, I can get on board with the Roaring Twenties.
0: <laughs> Name a book that changed how you see the world.
1: The Little Prince. Yeah. That
0: Perfect. Yeah. And what is a book that broke your heart?
1: Uh, the Book Thief. Oh, oh yes. I don't know if you read that one, oh, that one just shattered me. Yes, it did. Such a beautiful, beautiful book.
0: Yeah, nobody really talks about that book anymore, but that's a book that, yeah, that's a that's a must read. It really is yeah if the story of your life were made into a film who would play you
1: oh geez i'm terrible i don't i don't think anyone's told me i look like anyone um maybe jessica alba because we have the first name same first name or jessica biel i
0: think both those girls are available okay (laughs) (laughs) what's a book that didn't live up to its hype
1: Oh, God, everyone's going to hate me for this. Sorry, people. Anything Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> All Sorry, good. you can send me your hate mail. Jane Austen fans, I apologize. I it's okay. She's
0: not offended. It's fine. okay. <laughs> what is What book has been on your TBR the longest?
1: Um, oh. I don't know, actually. I'm pretty good at reading books pretty quickly, I think, because I'm surrounded by books. Hmm. I don't know if I have one, to be honest.
0: Okay, fair enough. Okay. What would the title of your biography be?
1: Uh, Leave Room for Magic.
0: Oh, I love that. Anybody listening right now? It's already been <laughs> taken. That, yeah, there you, you go. cannot have that title.
1: <laughs> okay. I cannot write <laughs> at all. Through that. Someone else will need to write my memoir because I cannot write, but great title.
0: That is a good title. What is a screen adaptation that you liked better than the book?
1: Mary Poppins. Oh, I think a lot of people forget that was a book, um, originally and by Travers. Yeah. An, an okay book. Not going to, you know, shun the book yeah. too much, but man, that movie just so yeah. great. So great. That one. Yeah.
0: That was a classic. Oh, classic.
1: classic, classic.
0: What was the last book you stopped reading?
1: you know, to be honest, I pretty much always finish books. (laughs) I think I have that type personality where I'm determined to finish. Um, so it would take a lot for me not to, to finish a book. I try and stick with them. So, okay. Whether I like them or not. Yeah.
0: What is the last book you bought?
1: Oh, I just bought it's classic. The Very Hungry Caterpillar for my sister, for my little nephew. Yeah. nice
0: by eric carl
1: By eric carl yeah i just we both read that as kids it just has a huge nostalgia nostalgia feel so now that she has a little a little one i can't wait to yeah read it with him because yeah we both read it together so many times so
0: with with kids when you know about all the books that are in their future that is such an exciting thought
1: I'm, like, already, I'm already, like, oh, my God, there's so many books I want to buy. I think he's only three months old. I'm, like, oh, just you ain't, kid. I have got titles for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's one lucky kid.
1: I know. He's going to be a reader, whether he likes it or not.
0: (laughs) Oh, he'll like it. He'll like it. What is the last book someone gave you?
1: Um, what's the last book someone gave me? Oh, someone gave me Rupi Kaur's poetry book. I have not read it yet, though, but...
0: And the last book you reread The little Prince there you go.
1: I read that one many times.
0: The last book you suggested to someone
1: uh the plot, which was today <laughs> <laughs> ironically <laughs> <laughs> just not what
0: last book you posted a picture of
1: uh oh, I do not. I'm not very good with the social media I don't usually put. Post pictures. Um, I did take a picture of one of the um the newest Oprah books and sent it to someone who I thought would like it. So it was, it was okay. a text, wasn't a Social media post, but that counts. Okay, perfect.
0: <laughs> what is the book you're reading right now?
1: I just actually got the new Malcolm Gladwell from the library, it's sitting on my library table. So I'm going to dig into that one tonight, which I'm pretty excited about.
0: Nice. Well, it won't take you very long.
1: I know it's a quick one. Yeah, yeah. perfect. So yeah, dig into that with uh.
0: So then after that one, what is the next book you can't wait to start?
1: Oh, we have a new one. Um, Heather Morris, who did that, uh, she wrote Tattooist of Auschwitz. Um, and then she wrote another one after that, which I'm blanking on the name. Anyways, she has a new one coming up this fall. Um, and I have that. I'm trying to track down an ARC for that one because I just love her, her writing so much and her stories. Yeah. Yeah. The second
0: song. one was Silka's Journey.
1: Yes. Thank you. I know, yeah. Nice. Sell it, you know, every day, but can't remember the title. <laughs> Story of my life. It's <laughs>
0: Who is the best literary villain?
1: Um oh jeez. I'm not sure to be honest. You know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's <totally> fine. <laughs> that's a fast question.
0: Name a book that meant a lot to you as a child.
1: Um I read a lot of Robert Munch as a kid. Um, A lot of it's early, like we read Pigs and Mermel, Mermel, Mermel. And I love rereading those. I loved um, Shel Silverstein too, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Mm. I remember reading that one over and over again. Um, I think I have a lot, I hold on to those like nostalgia ones that I remember reading with my parents and reading on my own when I could read for the first time.
0: Oh yeah. I find that sometimes the illustrations for those too are just as enmeshed in my memory as the feeling of the story. Yep. Totally. Uh, kids book's amazing.
1: I know. I a soft spot. Kids books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> e book or tree book?
1: Oh, tree book, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Borrow or buy?
1: Uh both. Both. Perfect. I, yep. I read a lot, so I would as much as I would love to buy everyone. I have to live in a very, very tiny condo. So <laughs> i'm constricted by the amount of space so gotta do both
0: weirdest thing you've used as a bookmark
1: um i used to use plane tickets a lot as bookmarks when when we could travel and when we actually printed out plane tickets too and I, I just have them on my phone now but yeah i was constantly using those as bookmarks so
0: we get a lot of books donated to the store with plane tickets in them
1: oh do you no way yeah,
0: yeah it's pretty fun
1: oh uh, see where the favorite been? place to read um I love reading outside on my little patio in the sunshine yeah
0: awesome a book you loaned out and never got back
1: um hmm I don't actually know I've given out I've given out the little prints to a lot of people but with the expectation that they keep it because I have my own copies so right it's fine if they don't give it back to me
0: what is a book you borrowed and never returned
1: uh oh I don't know if I have any I don't I think I've returned all my books I think good for you yeah. I've returned all my library books too I don't have any <laughs> library finds I'm a regular patron there so I gotta make sure I return them on time so like, can keep lending me books
0: <laughs> reader confession time yeah how do you track your reading
1: um I use the Goodreads app but not very regularly to be honest um I don't know that I necessarily have a great way of tracking my reading. Um, I'm always looking. Do you have any good apps? I'm always looking for good ideas for good suggestions.
0: <laughs> I do it in a bullet journal and then oh. I also do Goodreads. So I kind of do both. A bit of both. And sometimes I will forget to do the bullet journal tracking and then I will go back and I'll just fill it all in, <laughs> which feels so good. Like I've read so many You're books. Like, really. it's list. it's just the catch-up
1: yeah yeah oh I like the journal idea actually though that's a good one
0: it's fun Uh, yeah it's fun to look back over the different years and see oh yeah here's a list of all the books or here's what I you know I even have a list of what I call books I broke up with
1: so books I didn't
0: finish because I don't want to start them again and go
1: is this familiar no just leave so smart that's such a good idea I like that name too so, like do not finish yeah we just broke up it's you know yeah. <laughs> it was because like
0: dating right yeah. if you if you're done with the book you let somebody else have that yeah. guy because you're done so We're just done. move on once you know that that's not for you just let it go let it go love yeah. it love it what is the thickest book on your shelf
1: oh uh a little life you know that one yeah that one's uh oh man that's another heartbreaker Oof, oh man that yes. story stuck with me but yeah that's a that's a long one.
0: It is. Well,
1: I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. That. Whew, what do you say about that one? I know, that, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. And when people come in and they talk about that book, they always put their hand in their chest. Yeah. Oh, I did make that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, oh, man, this one, I know. Emotional wow. read. Yeah. Great read. But yeah, it's, uh whew.
0: Yeah. You even though it's so big, I don't really think there's much that they could have cut out of that book no I think it's it's just perfect as it is
1: Yep, yeah 100% I agree
0: but it is a big one (laughs) what is your favorite word
1: uh oh bibliophile Uh, I know appropriate yeah yeah that word's great awesome
0: and what do you drink while you're reading
1: uh either coffee or wine depending on the time of day
0: (laughs) perfect and roughly how many books did you read last year
1: Uh, it was over 60. I know that. I think, yeah, I don't remember the exact number, but it was, uh, over 60. I think I had a bit, a bit more time last year with the, uh, so-called pandemic, (laughs) which was great. Yep. I was able to leverage a lot of that for reading, which is awesome. So, and even this year, actually, I've had more time to read. So.
0: Well, that's, that's well done. Yeah. You just, you just did your rapid fire 30. Oh, hooray.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We <laughs> have to pass on a few.
0: <laughs> That's totally good. That's totally good. Okay. It's not school. Who cares? I
1: know. Perfect.
0: <laughs> it's totally fine. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us oh God, and yes. giving us a little bit of behind the scenes for what it's like to do your job and to be immersed in the book world. I think that is just extraordinary and many people I'm sure are hearing you going, oh yeah, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Now that's totally what I want to do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is a pretty amazing job. I'm not going to lie. If it sounds like a cool job, it is a cool job. <laughs> it lives up to its hype. So.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that that you are somebody that I've connected with in the indie bookstore world. It's just awesome to know you and now to know more about your reading life and to feel like I've I've actually seen your face now. This is so great. I
1: know. I So yes, this has been fun. It has. And I'm so excited to, once these restrictions lift, to be able to travel to your bookstore and see it. I know I keep looking at it on social media and I was like, oh, I can't wait to visit in person. So one (laughs) day. I would love
0: to see you walk through the doors one day. That would be awesome.
1: It will happen for sure.
0: Well, thank you very much for for being on and I will put a list in the show notes about all the books that we talked about so that anybody who's listening, maybe somebody like me who's never read The Little Prince, <laughs> can now <laughs> understand where to find that book and then discover that for the first time.
1: Oh, that makes me so happy to hear that. So, yes.
0: <laughs> At Daisy Chain Book Company, one of our mantras is we are creating a community of readers In that community, it doesn't just have to be the relationship between you and the person who comes into your store and buys your product. In our store, that community is so broad. It is you listening to this right now. It is Jessica, who is amazing at helping me connect with books for my readers. And every person that you hear on this podcast is part of our community. There will be more interviews coming up with people who are part of our community. And I think it's so critical because quite often business owners can get lost in the weeds, worrying about things like profit and rent and paying for their staff and product and all the things that go behind the scenes of them opening their doors every single day. And quite often, I mean, those things are important. I'm not gonna lie. You absolutely have to nail those things down. But one of the beautiful things about this podcast, especially, is it always brings back home for me the reminder that community is where it's at. Who do you do it for? Who serves you and who do you serve? This community around this bookstore is astonishing and I cannot wait for you to meet all sorts of amazing people that we have found and discover every single day with this bookstore. So thank you so much for being part of it. I value you huge, and I'm so grateful that you tuned in. Now, you know what I'm gonna say. No matter how you serve the world, be relevant, be generous, be unforgettable. That is how you serve the world. And may your reading life be extraordinary. Have a fabulous day, friend. Bye.